In today's episode, I'm going to fill you in on what chocolate chip cookies, taco salad, and Italian cream cake have to do with you and your growth. I'm going to give you two powerful questions you can use to start exploring your growth, and I'm going to share the five phases of growth that once you're aware of them, have the potential to serve you really well. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist, and my passion is to help you go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide because as someone who has survived the three big Ds, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think, and you're more resilient than you know. And you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. Okay, let's start with the food. When my mom was little, she was pretty much always shooed out of the kitchen by my grandma because grandma would say to her, I can do it myself faster. And even though my mom probably would have liked to have helped her, (laughs) hey, as a little kid, she just went out to play. But when my mom got married, she realized pretty quickly she had no idea how to cook. I know she told me one story about how she didn't know the difference between granulated sugar and powdered sugar. I'll just pause right there and tell you there's a big difference, and you can't really use them interchangeably in a recipe. Anyway, mom had many frustrating cooking experiences, and somewhere in there, she threw a pie crust at the wall because it wouldn't stick together. What that meant for me was that my mom had me and my two little sisters in the kitchen from an early age because she was determined her daughters would learn how to cook. And I remember when I was pretty little, helping to make chocolate chip cookies using that recipe on the back of the bag of Nestle chocolate chips. And by the time I was about 12, I have vivid memories of making taco salad for dinner by myself for our whole family. It felt great to be able to do that as a sixth grader. And it instilled a lot of confidence in me that, hey, I was a cook. So let's loop you into this story. When it comes to this idea of personal growth, it can be really easy to limit it to things that we remember from when we were kids in school. I mean, every grade, you know, you're learning the next new skill or new thing. And so there's this sense that you're growing. And in many ways you are because learning new skills is a part of growth. But personal growth is about a lot more than just skills. In fact, the more I learn about it, the more I realize it has a lot more to do with what I like to call inside work than it does a skill. One way I'd like to encourage you to think about this is the difference between a skill and a choice. If you want to grow your ability to, I don't know, work on the back end of a website, you probably need to grow in your ability to do coding. That's a specific skill that you can practice. Or if you want to grow and improve the way you dribble a basketball. You have to spend time watching others 
who know how to do it, and then practicing your dribble. That is a specific skill that's a part of the game of basketball. But how you show up as you are learning the coding or how disciplined you are when you are practicing your dribbling, those are different. Those are what I call areas of choice. And what's interesting is they serve a very different function, but they are very necessary. Here's what I mean. Think about someone you know who has a really fabulous attitude. And I don't mean someone who is a Pollyanna, you know, has this completely unrealistic outlook, but just that person that you like to be around because you know it's going to be a good experience. You've got somebody in mind, don't you? (laughs) Okay, and now think about the person who you know Every time you talk to them, they're going to complain about something. Whether or not someone has a good attitude or a bad attitude, that is a choice. But telling someone, you know, you really need to have a better attitude, that's probably not going to be what flips the switch for them. Or take discipline. Someone who's disciplined is able to give themselves a command and follow through. That's an area of choice where really anyone and everyone can decide that they want to work on that. And whether they're a brain surgeon or a clerk at the grocery store, being more disciplined will benefit them and probably everybody else that they're working with. And if you're thinking, okay, Amy, so how does someone grow in one of those areas of choice? I mean, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to be more disciplined and I'm going to have a better attitude from now on and then call it done. No, you can't. Any more than you can say, I'm going to be really good at coding or dribbling a basketball or cooking and it just happens. This is where the insanely practical part of me kicks in. And it's what I'm really looking forward to telling you about today. There actually are phases or steps that you can be aware of when it comes to to growth in any area, really, a skill or a choice. And once you know what they are, you can begin to see where you are in relation to them. And that can help you begin to move forward. I'm going to give you the phase, a word that will help you remember it, and a way you can watch for it in your own life. And the way I like to describe these phases is they're like a path. In some ways, it is like following a recipe. And I'm going to use my experience of making an Italian cream cake to illustrate. So remember, I mentioned I've been cooking by myself since I was 12. And I knew how to make a pie when I got married. But I had never made an Italian cream cake when my friend Cindy asked me to make one for her wedding a few years ago. I was definitely at phase one on the success path for growth, which says, I don't know what I don't know. And the word for this phase is unaware. I had never heard of an Italian cream cake. I'd never seen one. And I had no idea what all was involved. But I do remember thinking, how hard can it be? I've been baking for years, no big deal. Well, she sent me the recipe that she wanted me to use, It even had a picture, but when I saw the long list of ingredients and that it was a 
three-layer thing, I was quickly moved to phase two on my path to growth, which is, I know that I need to know. And the word I use for this phase is aware. I realized this cake was going to be a lot more complicated than any cake I had ever made. And I had made my fair share from scratch before. For one thing, since it had three layers and I only had two pans, I either had to buy another pan or figure out how to divide the batter equally three ways so that all those layers came out looking about the same size. And as I read through the recipe, I realized it was going to take a lot more time than your typical cake. So being aware of all of that changed how and when I was going to bake it. The day came for actually making it. As I got into it, I hit phase three on the growth path pretty quickly. It's the one that says, I know what I don't know. And the word for this phase is uncomfortable. I also call this the messy middle because it's what happens when you've started something and it gets hard or more complicated and challenging than you thought it was going to be, and you know you're a little over your head. Now, if this had been any other cake for any other occasion, I could have just said, nope, this is way too complicated. I thought I could probably follow the recipe closely enough so it would taste okay, but I wasn't sure if I could make it look like the picture that had these little toasted pecan bits sprinkled all over the outside. I mean, this was for a wedding reception. And we had to drive about an hour and a half to the wedding, which meant I had to hold the cake so it didn't slide around in the car. If you could have seen the mess on my kitchen island while I was working on it, you probably would have wanted to just walk away. And you would have definitely had doubts about the final outcome. I can tell you, I did. But this was for my dear friend, and she was counting on me. So I pressed on. Thankfully, all three layers came out of the pans, and they were pretty close to the same size. And because I had decorated a lot of cakes for my kids when they were little using those uh, Wilton cake tips, I knew how to use the pastry bag and ice that puppy. Well, it was at that point that I started to relax a little bit, and I realized I had made it to phase four, the one that says, I know and grow, and it starts to show. And the word for this phase is competent. My years of experience in a similar baking situation had served me well, and I started to believe I really could pull this off and produce something that would be presentable. But I will tell you, holding it on my lap for that ride to the wedding, not something I care to repeat. Anyway, we got there, and they showed me where the cake table was, and I placed my first-time-ever Italian cream cake alongside the other cakes that people had made. They were lovely. But as I stepped back, I realized what had definitely challenged me had also created a new level of confidence in me about what I was capable of when it came to baking. I had reached phase five on my growth path. It's the one that says, I go and grow 
because of what I know. And the word for this phase is confident. What strikes me now looking back on that is how I had some measure of confidence when Cindy first asked me to make the cake because, you know, hey, I can bake. But that very quickly changed once I saw what I had agreed to. It was only by going through that process that I got to the place where I really was confident that I could do it because I did it. I mean, I could have read the recipe and purchased all the ingredients and told everybody that I was going to do it and even started the process. But if I had stopped at any one of those phases prior to phase five, I wouldn't have achieved the level of confidence that I experienced. And you, my friend, are exactly the same. There are absolutely some things in your life, areas of your life where you need to grow. And right now, you might not even know what they are. You really may be at phase one of your growth where you don't know what you don't know. You're completely unaware. And the reason I can say that as directly as I'm saying it is because we all have those areas. There's a name for them, and you probably do know it. Blind spots. I've done a little research, and what I read said that everyone has 2.3. Okay, don't ask me how they figured that out. And the reason we can't see them is because we are blind to them. That's why we call them blind spots. I actually wrote a book a few years ago called Seeing Blind Spots, Leadership Lessons for Real Life. Uh, You can get it on Amazon. Or there's a link on my website, amybarge.com, if you're interested. Anyway, But as a part of the research I did when I was writing it, I found out an interesting fact about blind spots that I find so fascinating. And that is, we all do have physical blind spots, one in each eye. My uh, super simple explanation is that where our optic nerve head passes through the photoreceptor to carry information from the eye to the brain, there's a hole. So no photoreceptors there. And that is our literal blind spot. The cool thing about the way our bodies are designed is that our other eye makes up the difference. So we don't visibly notice what we're missing. We don't see the hole. One eye is actually helping the other. So we don't see a hole, H-O-L-E. We see the whole W-H-O-L-E picture. Having people in my life who've been willing to hold up the mirror when I needed it, encourage me to change my thinking and support me. They have helped me to see the whole picture. So one of my main purposes for hosting this podcast is to help you pay attention to and figure out how to recognize some of your blind spots. Because what I've learned is the more I can be aware that I do have some blind spots, the more I can work on addressing them. So here are two insanely practical questions that I have used and still do that I think you may find to be super helpful. The first is this, what am I missing? And I ask this of people I work with, of my husband, Sam, even of myself, although it's a little harder to ask it of myself because 
it can be hard to admit to ourselves where we're missing it without making excuses as to why we're missing it. And the second question, which takes a little more courage because I have to be willing to hear the answer, is what's it like to be on the other side of me? I want to think that everyone who interacts with me has a really fabulous experience, but I know that's not always the case. So if you're courageous enough to ask those two questions, what am I missing? And what's it like to be on the other side of me? I suggest you start with people who know you and love you and care about you and really have your best interests at heart because that'll put you in a better position to be able to receive and learn from the answers you get. Now, if you're one of those people who are wired to remember details, you may remember I said at the beginning that I would tell you five phases of growth and how they have the potential to help you. Let me review those again. And this time, I'll tell you how you can begin to apply them when it comes to your growth in an area of choice. So phase one, I don't know what I don't know, unaware. One super simple step that you can take here is go to my website, amybarge.com, click on the blind spot glasses button that you're gonna see right at the top left-hand corner of the homepage. That free resource will guide you through some of the most common places that people get stuck when it comes to growth. And they are all about different things we think when it comes to growth. I guarantee you, at least one of those gaps, as I like to call them, will get you thinking about your own growth and will help you identify some area where you didn't know what you didn't know until you read what was on that page. And just FYI, I will be saying more about those gaps in upcoming episodes. Okay, so phase two in the growth path is I know that I need to know, aware. Well, let's say you ask those two questions. What am I missing? And what's it like to be on the other side of me? And the response you receive opens your eyes to the fact that uh, your attitude is not the best. Well, just knowing it's not great, that won't make it great. But a small step you can take is to go back to that person that you thought of, who does always seem to have a good attitude, and just ask to have a conversation with them. Find out what they do that helps them. I like to think of this as information gathering. It doesn't mean you have to do anything they suggest, but it might at least get you thinking about what you do want to do. To bring this even closer to home for phase three on the success path for growth, the uh, I know what I don't know, that uncomfortable, messy middle. Let's just say you asked your spouse about your attitude and the feedback you received was very specific and not so great. Maybe he or she said something like, "Uh, the last time we were with our family, you complained about every suggestion somebody made and you were pretty vocal about it. I would love it if the next time you do that, I have permission to give you a sign that you're doing it again. So then the two of you could decide on what makes sense that, you know, isn't too obvious. You know, having them make a motion that they're stabbing themselves in the chest, probably not the best choice. But maybe 
It's as simple as, you know, they touch their hand to their chin when they notice you going down that path of not having a great attitude. Now, if you've never had this kind of signal from your spouse before, uh, it might make you feel a little uncomfortable and maybe even a little bit irritated. And you know what? That would be proof that you are in the messy middle because it doesn't always feel good to be there. But you have to go there before you can move to the other side. If the signal does stop you from saying more, then it also gives you an opportunity to talk about it later in private. You do that enough, and you just may find yourself moving on to phase four. That's the, I know, and I grow, and it starts to show phase, where you start to feel competent. And now in those family situations, you find yourself thinking before you speak, and you're intentional about how you express your point of view. So it could be as simple as going from saying, that's not going to work, to, so what would we need to think about if we decide to do that or to go there or whatever it is? That one little shift in your words could speak volumes about the attitude you're bringing. And once you have several of those potentially stressful conversations where you manage it like a pro, kind of under your belt, because you are aware of how you're coming across, now you'll find yourself moving to phase five. I go and grow because of what I know. And you'll feel confident you can handle whatever comes your way. In this area of attitude, you can think of it as a choosing your response. It's kind of like those choose your own adventure books that we read as kids. You know, depending on which path you would pick, that would determine the outcome of the story. So if we decide that having a positive attitude is something we value, not only because of how it makes us feel, but because of how it impacts people around us, and then we're intentional in practicing that, we'll get better. Not immediately, But if we engage in the process long enough, it will happen. And that's one of those four C's I mentioned in last week's episode, consistency. To get to that place in any area of our lives where we can go and grow because of what we know, it happened because we've been consistent over time. And here's a super simple way to add consistency into your life when it comes to focusing on your growth. Tune in every week to this podcast because I'm going to keep showing up here to talk about it and share more about what I have learned and continue to learn in the process. You may never make an Italian cream cake, but you can let hearing about the process I went through to do it remind you that there are steps in your process And maybe using those two simple questions, what am I missing? And what's it like to be on the other side of me? Maybe that will move you one step closer to seeing one of your own blind spots. And that, my friend, is a win-win for everybody. Hey, if you'd like a simple resource to help remind you of those five phases of growth, go to my website, amybarge.com, A-M-Y, B-A-R-G.com. 
Click on the resource button in the top navigation and that's going to take you to the page where you'll see the complimentary success path for growth PDF that you can download. It's kind of down at the bottom of the page. I actually had this document printed out and hanging on the wall of inspiration in my office because it reminds me that growth really is a process. And like all things that are a process, it follows a predictable pattern and it won't be rushed. Learning to pay attention to it That starts with the awareness that it exists. But once you do become aware, you'll start to see it in your life. You'll notice where you are in that process in different areas of your life. And I found that that awareness, it helps me to extend grace to myself and to other people and to not only be okay with it, but to actually enjoy the journey of that process, because I can see the potential for where I'm headed. And I know that the same potential is there for other people. So welcome to the journey. I guarantee you, falling in love with your growth journey, it'll take you places you never imagined going. Being here today, listening to this podcast, you have taken another step on your own growth journey. So yay. And until next week, I'm going to leave you with these wise words from Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, success requires both urgency and patience. Be urgent about making the effort and patient about seeing the result. So get urgent about looking for your Italian cream cake and be patient with yourself in the process. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember, to be going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.